y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. There. That's why. This is how Die Hard is a Christmas movie. First of all, you wrote Christmas every single time with an X. Yep. You know what they say. I know. I'm a, I'm, I've started my own war on Xmas. Mm-hmm. Um, You're taking me, Christ out of Christmas. Me and Starbucks. We're, <laughs> we're in it together. And all those people celebrating Hanukkah. All how, of us together. How is Starbucks doing it? Because they... Just do the red I, isn't, it was just a thing for a couple like a couple years ago. They were like they didn't have the word Christmas on their red and green Christmas light and Santa Claus covered Christmas cups. And I was like, do you really need I mean it's like you don't ask your friends to like walk into a room and say their name over and over and over again. Like if yeah. Casey might have forgot, I'm Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. Like it's like rapper it's like rappers who introduce themselves in the beginning of songs. Yeah. It's right. like yes, Yo, Pitbull, I, we know who you yeah, are. I bought right. this album. I know who you are. <laughs> But it's like, it, it just is so annoying. But anyways, the point is, now I'm in on it. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, so how do we define a Christmas movie? Because it seems to me that a Christmas movie is a movie that where Christmas plays an important role in the story. I can get behind that. So Die Hard's setting is a Christmas party. It is, like, the whole reason that the main character is at this Christmas party is because he's going to visit his kids for Christmas. The main character, who, the female lead's name is Holly. I don't know what else we will want. The words ho, ho, ho are literally said in the movie. Okay, but so I guess my only question is mostly because, like I said, I have female parts. So I've never seen this movie. <laughs> you never seen Die Hard? I've never seen Die Hard. It's so much more important that you see Die Hard than that I convince you it's a Christmas movie. Well, I'm going to use the fact that it's a Christmas movie to convince my father-in-law and my husband to watch it when I get home. Oh my gosh. This yeah. is the best thing that has ever happened. I've never yeah. been more successful in my life. By casually mentioning a movie and me agreeing to watch it. And taking it home to watch with your male relatives who will be sucked into it. And they'll be like, oh, if this is Christmas movies, I don't hate Christmas movies anymore. They don't hate Christmas movies. They're they're really well-rounded. And it's Die Hard. I know Sam's seen that movie at least a hundred times. Or isn't there like Die Hard and then Die, die hard. Harder and then yep. Die with a Vengeance yep. and then... Die a second death. And yeah, like, it just, it gets, I'm a like, cat. I have nine lives. At a certain I'm dying point, again. yes. At a certain point, it's like the Land Before Time and Die Hard, just as many as there are. Mm, so, serious question: Is Die Hard the one with Danny Glover in it? <laughs> no, it's Lethal Weapon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have seen that one. Yes, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> Who's in that with him? Kurt Russell. Smell <laughs> <laughs> <Mel> Gibson. <laughs> I can't sit in the same room with Sarah Jane anymore. No, what happened? Because I thought Die Hard had Danny Glover in it. She said, is Die Hard the one with Danny Glover? I was like, no, that's Lethal Weapon. Is that the, does, who's in that with him? Russell Crowe? No, oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt I Russell. was in the right I would not group. have known that either. Can I get you something to drink? Thank you. Yes. I'm having tea. Tea. He's having not tea. Mm-mm. Tea would be awesome. What kind of not tea would tea. you like? Oh, what flavor? I literally have a whole bowl. Okay, good. Yay. So I went to Wildflower. I took um, yes. Sam's dad to Wildflower mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. And I had... Thank you. It's called Holy Basil Oh, sure. Chai. Yes. Was so I got good? some. Little. Yummy. Little bag. 
Yes. So I was like, um, it's chai that. and um and basil. So good. That sounds awesome. It was amazing. Good. Yeah. Love it. Ooh, what are these? They're spice pecans. Yeah, that. They're good. Oh. Um butter? Stevia, sugar, milk. No soy. Or just Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing what was on it. I'm like, there's milk on these? Like, yeah, that's what I was like. Stevia what? and sugar? That sounds great. Thank you. This is. No, those mm. are pecans from my grandpa's backyard. Um, They're delicious. With butter, brown sugar, cinnamon, and nutmeg. What? Whoa, yummy. So, butter, butter, or margarine butter? Whatever I get at Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> I tasted it, it was delicious. I made the toffee today. I saw. Do you make it with, with crackers? How do you make it gluten-free? What do you do? What's your It's topping? just butter and sugar and almonds and chocolate and pecans and an ever so slight smidge of cream of tartar. Really? What does that do? Yeah. I have no also, idea. Also, what is it that? It thickens it. It thickens it's it? It's the no, stuff yeah, that you put starch. in when you make homemade Play-Doh. Yeah, which I do all the time. <laughs> Of course. That's <laughs> when you had to do the project where you like made a steak out of homemade Play-Doh, you needed cream of tartar. That's all That's I know it. about. Yeah, it. no, I've only used it for the toffee. Okay, let's I put Google it in it. Uh, snickerdoodles to make them kind of fluffy. Fluffy. Okay. Uh, okay, so maybe that explains. It does get a little fluffy as it's How fluffy do they melting. get? Cream. Of well, like, are I'm, they fluffy enough uh, to be snicker poodles, or are they still just a little <laughs> bit fluffier than the thing? Snicker poodles. <laughs> cream of tartar. Give me the new name. Yes. Oh. Cream of tartar is a byproduct of wine and grape juice processing. Bonus. Yay. <laughs> it's an acidic salt that acts as a stabilizer in recipes that require whipped egg whites, such, such hmm. as meringue, angel food cake, and souffle. When whipped hmm. egg whites, also known as albumin, let me pretend I know what that word means, um, <laughs> can swell up to Should eight times their nothing. initial volume. Thank you so wow. much. So fluffing okay. it is. All right. Yeah. Very nice. Well, that's awesome. Did you guys notice that when the microwave stopped running, the light got brighter? Uh-huh. It kills me. It's Gosh. so wild. Your it's like your it house is like talking house to each alive. other. Uh huh. See. Yeah. I'll give a little so you can thrive. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Microwave, microwave. You need some help. <laughs> Good game, microwave. Good game. And the microwave's like, I'm done. You shine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure these were built in like the 80s. So they're like a little bit older, so uh-huh. there's probably some like wiring thing that like makes it do that, but I don't have to live any sprainer and deal with traffic and it's twenty dollars cheaper a month. So okay. sounds good. So what do you location. do with that twenty dollars? That's what we're all really wanting to know. Wine. <laughs> Not even a hesitation. Yeah. I can buy six bottles of three buck chuck. That's what I do with it. Winking owl. I was gonna say winking owl is the go-to. Wink. Is that a wine? It is. I've it's never actually heard right of it. behind you. Where Aldi? Aldi, yeah. Oh. Three bucks. Two ninety nine. Oh. Look how cute that is. It's very cute. Sam's grandmother is obsessed with owls. Actually, she's not. She hates owls. But she, the kids started gave her some owl stuff when she was when they were little. She's like, oh, it's so cute. So now everywhere we go, every all the grandkids get her owls. Even though she, that is ironic. So maybe some Her wine. whole house is owls. This is the only wine she drinks. For real? Wow. Yep. For $3 yep. wine, it's really not bad. And I use it for the base in my sangria because yeah. it's like cheap, but uh-huh. it's like, it doesn't yeah. taste like cheap wine. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be the base of my winter white sangria. Ooh. Can this... you spell it with W-H? 
Winter, winter White. We talked about this on the last podcast. I love the way that you winter. actually pronounce the words. I do. This, white. this wine knows exactly how many licks it takes to get to the Tootsie Roll Center. Of tootsie <laughs> yes. You are not awesome. wrong. My father sent me home with the I gin and the Four Roses single barrel. Look at your wow! Your, your liquor cabinet looks... It's awesome. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. See, I, I always think we can't have a liquor cabinet. It's too many things to do to have, like organize one. But look, it's just it's really simple. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. That we actually found at the refinery, the shelf. Nice. What? Mm-hmm. They had like two or three of them there, but they're, it's made out of a Jack Daniels barrels. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Isn't this, is that the place that's by my house? Like It's re- on Macaulay. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. embarrassing. Have you, you never been go. in there? Not one time. <gasps> Spend hours. You're doing wrong. You're doing life wrong. <laughs> yes. Oh, when my parents were here in October, we went for the first time because I was, I was looking for like a corner cabinet. Uh-huh. And this we, thing. Or something like this. So, well, something like that, but that's more like made for a corner, not rectangular like uh-huh. that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, we'll go to an antique store. And we went to the refinery, and that was the first time I'd ever been, and we yeah. were there for like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah easily. That's a good spot. So couldn't find a corner shelf, but we found that. And yeah. then my parents went home and went to antique stores there, and they found a corner cabinet for 40 bucks. Wow. But Maggie's really cool, so, like, you probably, like, have bought everything in your... You finished your whole house out of it, didn't you? <laughs> totally. No. <laughs> we brought a lot of stuff from Texas. <laughs> do, you, do you have any furniture that has, like, the Texas flag on it, or a Lone Star, or the word Texas? No. You have a mug that says Texas. Is your shirt say Texas? I did wear my Texas stuff today. My come and take it shirt. Yes, yes. I love that and shirt. And my barn boots. Yeah. <laughs> and a flannel. And yeah. a flannel because it's like 23 degrees. The out. come and take it shirt is the only thing that I yeah. love yeah. about I love Texas. It. I got like, it the last time It's I such like, it's just such attitude. It's like, <laughs> like. Come like, at me, bro. It is. Like, I it's love like, it. it. But it's like you're, you're cursing without cursing when you say, when you have a come and take it shirt on. Like everybody mm-hmm. who sees you is like, like they feel like you flipped them off even if you didn't. Like. <laughs> And that's like what Texas is. But that is so not who Maggie is at all. That's why it's like at all. Like my husband could totally pull that off, but Maggie wears it. And it's like, come and take it. Hey, hey guys, come and take it. But I'll hand it to you. No, not really. No, you don't have to take it. I'll give it to you. I am convinced that every Texan has underneath all that sweetness somewhere. Like otherwise, they would have left a long time ago. Like, like Texas spits people out who don't get with the program. Case in point, myself. (laughs) So, like, if you aren't somewhere, like, if you poked Maggie enough times in the arm, like, you would see, like, the... The the, Texan. Exactly. (laughs) Sam Houston would come out of her and be like, you can go to hell and I will go to Texas. Yes. Didn't we talk about this in the very first episode you did with me? I'm sure we did. I was like a bad organ transplant to the state of Texas. (laughs) But Maggie clearly fit. Yes. Awesome. It's harder to see Bruce as a Texan really than you. He's not really. He's there. He was there for his adult life, but he's not really. Where does he come from originally? Tennessee. Totally. (laughs) That's why he's so like. They're both just so pure of heart. (laughs) Like. (sighs) (laughs) Tell us, Sarah. Sarah Jane is sad, and it's not sad. It's adorable. It's adorable. It's I love it. Endearing. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Wow. We we picked them so. up for a for a secret adventure this weekend. We legitimately texted them and said, 
want to go on an adventure? And Maggie's like, well, Bruce is working, so I'm leaving. And went upstairs <laughs> and said, hey, Bruce, I'm going on an adventure with Sam and Sarah Jane. And he said, wait, I'll skip work. I want to come. <laughs> and so we went on an adventure and we talked about road rage. And it was adorable because Bruce was like <laughs> Bruce talking like, about what, what, is what his road rage looks like. And the whole time I'm going, it doesn't happen. That's, <laughs> this isn't a thing. There is no point where you ever point at someone and say, stay where you are. My husband, on the other hand, all the time. Two fingers, point across the, across the parking lot, stay where you are. Yeah. That I can see. Bruce Tate, Bruce Tate road rage. Oh shucks. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to start a kerfuffle. <laughs> My dad's version of road rage is he has a laser eye where when he gets mad at someone and or if like they pass him or if he passes them, mm-hmm. he goes and imagines that he's shooting lasers into their tires. <laughs> oh my that sounds good. That's that my dad's good. road rage. Mine's the extent of like driving along and occasional like my hands will come off the wheel and I'll like wave at somebody like this, but Hands in the air. So, like, they look back and they think you're, like, listening to music or something. They have no idea that this is aimed at them. No idea. Or you're, like, they only see one hand and it's, like, the middle wave. wave. It's, like, sure, come on. Hey, Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, Yeah, you can take that spot. I didn't need it. What's that that woman doing we just passed? I don't know. I think she's praising Jesus. (laughs) I have closet road rage. Tell us. Goes into her closet and just screams at the wall. You darn car! I was telling them um, I had a pastor in Florida who I adored because he was just very real, very much like you. Like, no, it doesn't matter that you're that you're like up on stage and everybody's staring. You're gonna talk real and you're gonna be like, this is how life is, and this is what God says about it. And that's what I loved about him. But he would always talk about instead of flicking someone off, he called it telling them you're number one. (laughs) <laughs> he's like so I was driving down the road and this old lady cut me off and I told her she was number one if you know what I mean <laughs> that's incredible that's awesome. I love how cars turn people into different kinds of beings like I, like totally. the fact of like no one ever on a horse was like no get out of my like, <laughs> like, like it never happened that somebody on a horse that was going slightly faster than your horse took you over and you were like suddenly felt really existentially threatened like existentially threatened but like a car passes you and you feel like I'm gonna die I'm gonna die now I'm clearly useless to the world so like in order to stop that you will do almost anything to or maybe I'm just confessing my sins maybe you'll, you'll do anything to keep that car from passing you you're like going 45 miles an hour this guy comes around he's clearly just dangerous but all of a sudden you're ready to go to the races right I don't know how cars do that like, they do something to us. Well, they, it's almost like hiding behind a computer and feeling like you can say whatever you want via, like, social media or whatever. Because it's amazing what people will do in their car forgetting they have windows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? Like you, like, you pull up at a stoplight next to someone and they are two-knuckle deep into their nose. Right? And you're like, and where are you going to put that now? Yeah. I, 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 love, that. I love when I make eye contact, though. Like, I'll sit like this, I'll put my hand, and I'll just watch. <laughs> The light will be green for five minutes, and I'm like, that light's green, but I'm not going anywhere because I want to see if your boogers are green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they make eye contact, and they're like, oh, have a good day. See ya. I love when I get caught doing carpool karaoke. Oh, oh, so funny. I love it. I'll put my windows down, and I'll jam. Oh, I will, too. Mm-hmm. I'll only do it with my windows up. I'm pretty sure you've been in the car with me when I've been doing that. Yeah. I just, 
I think I think cars are amazing. It's as you say, it's not private, but it feels private enough yeah. that you just try all sorts of dumb stuff you would never do. Yeah. Is anybody else's dance moves like a thousand percent better in the car? Yes. <laughs> I also sing better in the car than I do anywhere else, including Same. church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. nobody's listening except for Jesus. Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, you know, Jesus, who's always listening. <laughs> Siri, who's always listening. Because just look at my Instagram. I talked about all fifteen of those things today. Uh-huh. <laughs> Siri and Jesus. <laughs> Man. So, so now that we're all here, we should actually go <laughs> around and introduce ourselves. It's a great pre-show. <laughs> oh, that's the show. <laughs> right. Wait, I thought the show was that we're just going to all tell stories about things that we did, people we met, or places we went, because Maggie told us to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. actually should. That. There you go. <laughs> we are now back on the Nuka Bell podcast, and I'm here with three <laughs> wonderful people, two repeat guests, and one new guest, and I'm going to let them talk for a while. <laughs> Not that they haven't already been, but <laughs> I love y'all. Please. Who are you? That is a deeply moving question, uh-huh. and I'm going to need some time to prepare. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and default Skip. to Maggie, because oh, she's new. <laughs> I was going to listen to you guys and say, okay, what do they say? <laughs> uh, I have an idea. What? Why don't we each introduce someone else at the table? Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> not it, not it, not it. <laughs> No, like Kate could introduce you. You could introduce me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. You know okay. what I mean? All right. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Because I'm interested to see what you. I'm just gonna. Say. Yeah, but I'm just gonna make things up. But here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to introduce Miss Maggie Tate, okay. who Sarah Jane and I talked about in episode 27, wow. and 27. Maggie is the social media manager for the camp house and she does like all kinds of wonderful things around town. <laughs> all the wonderful things. All literally all the wonderful things. And another, like, really common thread that all of us have that I'm sure we will touch on is we are all Chattanooga transplants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Maggie and her husband moved here from Texas. Mm-hmm. And y'all have been here for, what, like a year? Just to- over a year. Just over a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we moved um, four days after my youngest daughter graduated from high school. Um, we had been making plans to move for about a year in advance of that. My husband's from Tennessee, and he wanted to come back. And I didn't want to move while the kids were in school. So... We ended up coming here, and uh, that was it. That's how we got here. How did y'all land in Chattanooga? His sister uh, lived moved here probably 11 years ago. His okay. dad moved here. Their mom's from here. Um, so there's some connections, and um, so that, that was it. So that's how that's we got here. fabulous. Mm-hmm. That's how we got here. We well, I know. It. I'm glad you're here. We love it. Yes. <laughs> well, We're what was all... funny is I... I thought I was going to lose my kids and all my friends all at once in the same year, and I did not want to come. <laughs> I didn't want to leave Texas. But it's been great. It's been great. We love it here. Hmm. And we're so glad you came. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I became friends with all y'all on social media. Right. That's true. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this on the way over here because Kate and I, I've only been in Chattanooga for a year and a half, but Kate and I have actually been friends for more like two years. Um, and it's, it's one of the only, it's a very risky thing to be a guy making friends with a girl on, on Twitter yeah. mm-hmm. because you just, everything can go wrong mm-hmm. and, and, and often does. And it turns out 
that if you lean in enough to your own quirkiness, you become instantly unthreatening. It's like, 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 let me just say, nobody hitting on me would ever have said anything that stupid. So I feel like I could probably be friends with this person. Awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I should introduce yes. William. Okay, William came here from Dallas yes. from graduate school. <laughs> So that was a fun thing to know that you're a fellow Texas person for me. And what else do you want me to say about you? Maybe I should just um, hand it off to you now. My job. Hey, yeah, this, is the thing that I'm, this is the thing I've never actually asked. Are either of y'all Cowboys fans? Ooh. No. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> this podcast was about to end. Right. All right, guys. This was a great episode. We're out of here. Um, we talked about Die Hard. Yes, that's right. Uh, my, my, only, my only mission in life is to take credit for everything good that Maggie does. And, uh, and so, so far, that's pretty much what I have done. It's true. I, uh, I, uh, I've taken credit for all of Maggie's great things. Um, I became friends with, uh, with Kate as, as people who listen to the now second most downloaded episode of this podcast <laughs> will know. Um, uh, I became friends with Kate on Twitter while I lived in Dallas and I became friends with Maggie because I, I, I was filming her accidentally. Um, <laughs> again. No one, I'm not creepy. If you know William, this is not threatening I'm not creepy. Um, I was filming the One Table event, and Maggie had been in town for about 16 minutes before that event, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and suddenly was like the most popular person there after a very short time. And I was, so I, I was just sort of filming everyone and noticed that like suddenly there was this person holding court. And I had met her like three days earlier at church. I was like, I know she's new. Why is this happening? But she was, she was there and a, people were gathered and I was like, okay, so mark that person. Find out if they are a rival, in which case you must destroy them. Or um, and uh, clearly and, not a rival because uh, no. no, just clearly effortlessly better. No chance to actually be <laughs> rivals. So um, yes. Anyway, so I adore Maggie, and then met Sarah Jane through Maggie. Like I've met almost everyone else I've ever met in Chattanooga, um, and you know made some bad decisions. Ended up in Vegas. Couple bad bets. A lot of drinking. Some bad things. Other otherwise that happened, and here I am. Which have anything to do with Maggie? <laughs> Thank heavens, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maggie, we're talking Maggie, about how pure of heart she is, and you're like, and then bad decisions yes. in Vegas. Hey, well, what Maggie said, <laughs> and I will say, this was the beginning of all the bad. Maggie said, always bet on black, and I, <laughs> I put life savings in, and it went the other way. And I think she said, I'm going home to watch Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I will now introduce Sarah Jane, who is um, who is here from the the country of South Florida. It is um, another country completely. You present kind your passport. Like yes. yes. You present Charlie. your passport at the Dade County line, and uh, and has been in Chattanooga for I'm gonna make up something. Um, sixteen weeks. Sixteen um, is the number for you today. Because she had only yeah. been here sixteen, 16 minutes. minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we talked about sixteen candles earlier. Oh wait, no, that was pretty, pretty in pink. Oh, never mind. Wow, though, yes. Uh, Sarah Chain is not actually a resident of Chattanooga or of northern of, of South Florida. She is actually a resident of 1984. Um, <laughs> shoulder pads and acid wash guest jeans to prove it. Um, and I'm really glad that she lives in Chattanooga, or at least is here on her time travels. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. I love the style you're rocking today. 
You know what I have to say? I am really excited about this sweater. Sam's grandmother knit this sweater. And she gave me, she had a whole drawer of sweaters and let me pick them. And this is not something that I would buy in a store, but mostly because it has shoulder pads. And these, this is like a, like, it's like a cap. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. a space cadet or something. Yeah, a little wing. It's got a little wing on it. Mm -hmm. And it's lots of colors of pink. But this Angora, these little strips of Angora, I have been petting myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have a cat. I feel like Dr. Evil. Like, I'm just petting this little strip of Angora. The entire day, I have one on either side, so I've just been like hanging out with Sam's dad and doing some fun stuff around town and just petting my arm. Who's caught you? That's what I want to know. Like, you Everyone. Yeah, like, I, I have not even attempted to hide it whatsoever. Um, but because it had shoulder pads, I was like, I can absolutely pull this off, but the only way I can do it is if I act like I'm serious about it. Own it. Right. Own it. You have to own it. So... Um, we live in hipster paradise, Denver West or East, Denver East, and um, or maybe Seattle Southeast. I don't know. We This is an up-and-coming hipster location, so I felt like I could pull it off here. But I had these hand-me-down ripped acid wash guest jeans from a girlfriend of mine that I had never worn. And I was like, mm, if they fit, mm. that's happening today. <laughs> and then I put it on, and as, as we saw on my outfit of the day and William commented he's like that's it we're just we're only going to talk about 80s movies yep. the entire podcast John Hughes it is nice uh-huh. so, <laughs> I'm just waiting 80s movies yeah, right. Right. I'm just Perfect. waiting for my husband to pull up in the parking lot you know with, with mm-hmm. a radio the above yeah. his head yes, yes standing in the back of a truck or riding yeah. a lawnmower or absolutely something. absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so well let me introduce Miss Kate so As she looks brown sugar off her fingers. I'm sorry, you are a good cook. So <laughs> if you have to, if you want to do that, you do that. Um, so hello, Kate Robertson is amazing. Met her through Maggie Tate. Actually, met William through Maggie Tate as well. All of which happened at the camp house, which is like the go-to spot if you want to meet cool people in town. Um, it took me way too long to learn that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. That was the first place I ever went, and Maggie was the first person I ever met here. And um, everyone that over, over I know, Instagram, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we, we met over Instagram, and now we're. Kate's initial plan was to meet people at the City Cafe, and it turns out that's not a place to meet people. At. <laughs> I know where kidding. that is. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I just know where. I've seen it in passing. But you all know Kate because she tells you guys what it what all all of it is. Yeah. What are what are we on episode twenty nine? What is it? This will be episode thirty one. Wow! Whoa! Way to go! This will be thirty one. Wow! Founder of the feast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many how many downloads are you getting right now? Um, In the thousands? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh. <gasps> For under a year, I'm pretty happy with that. That's awesome. You yeah. should be very happy with that. I know I'm happy with it. I like to listen. Yeah. Amazing when you consider that it's in Chattanooga, where you know you're just surprised if anybody knows how to listen to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's quite amazing. I am actually pleasantly surprised. For only having lived here eight months, I am so surprised by how um, not hillbilly this place is. Like, like everybody's like, why would you move to Tennessee? And I'm like, everybody's really cool. Well, what do you do? Like muck stalls all day? No. <laughs> we drink coffee and muck we eat amazing and go food. Muck stalls and listen to live music. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, we're not Nashville. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just sit around Nashville. and I just sit around and shoot for the spittoon. You know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but my biggest fear moving up here was that there would we wouldn't have good food because I love to eat food. And back home, I have so many friends that own restaurants and 
I know where the food's coming from and stuff. So I am very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Me too. I was so delighted to find all these restaurants in here. It made it easier to come from Austin. Yeah. Um, the thing is like that Chattanooga is so much less hillbilly than Florida. When you think about it. <laughs> it really like, is. Like, Florida is full of guys who have who have now lost their fake teeth and are just sitting on the back of airboats waiting on someone to come by and like who looks too much like Barack Obama and go chase them. And, you know, oh, it's, no. it's, it's, it's crazy. Or for what, a gator to swim by. I mean, right. Florida is Well, just, that's not... It's this, the gator thing. That's normal. Like, they, I grew up with gators in my backyard mm-hmm. and, like, they swim in the pool and stuff and, like, um, you're not... I'm really, uh, really glad that she's here to say this because on episode whatever it was... Uh, Donnie Marsh and I mentioned that Florida is a place where everyone is a little bit crazy because it's kind of like America's Australia. Where everything that isn't human wants to kill all the humans. Yeah, we got like Like, sharks and... Sharks, gators. It doesn't matter how big it is. It can be that big and it's a spider that will like literally rot you from the inside out. Or it's like a whale shark and everything in between. Whale sharks won't eat you, but yes, they're also not there. But we do have like... (laughs) But we do have like... Great white sharks and tiger sharks. Yeah, and will well, sharks. those will eat you. There's probably a difference between those and whale sharks, but I don't know what it is. But the, Bailey, neither, neither is it important <laughs> because they're all big, Very really big. big, and they swim better. And the point is, even the air in Florida is trying to kill you. It's like, oh, you need oxygen to breathe. Well, what if I just fill the air with water? <laughs> and we'll see what you can do. And we do have ninety to hundred percent humidity days, and it's not raining. And that is something that I, you know, I don't math. You guys know I am allergic to math, but the math just doesn't work on yeah, that. How you, is it hundred percent humidity and not raining? Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's quite amazing. Hashtag but apparently, yeah, you marine yeah. biology, even though you don't math. So <laughs> you, you have strengths that make we up for We just call that science when you're in Florida. <laughs> We don't learn about like tectonic plates and stuff right, or, right. or volcanoes. We just right. learn about what can kill me in the water. Right. And hurricanes. Right. No, my hurricanes. new favorite animal in Florida is the recently released python. Yes. Where mm-hmm. people will get them as pets. They get too big. Mm-hmm. So they just let them out in the Everglades. They just drop them outside. They're so big at this point that there are multiple pictures of dead snakes that died choking on whole deer. What? I heard about this on the radio. Yeah. They cho- they like die because they can't breathe anymore because they have their mouth so far around a deer. I can't even imagine that. I can show like, you. Okay. I'm like picturing like a snake yes. over like antlers. Well, I'll put it in the comments section yeah. if yes. people want to. Because what they do, it's so, never mind. It's, it's a little bit traumatic. It's on that note, let's open the jar. <laughs> open the jar. Unhinge the our jar, jaws and open this jar. jar. So I, I started to type in snake eating a deer, and it said, in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know what the jar is, so I'm not going to repeat myself. But I will say, the first time Maggie Tate and I ever met for coffee, she specifically asked me, can you bring your jar? I did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I, I texted like, you that morning, can you bring the jar if you haven't left yet? Oh. Oh, the snake eating the deer. That is nasty. Yeah, that's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yep. Florida, it's a place where the snake eat the deer and the people eat other people. It's unbelievable. Okay, what's there. we're not that bad. What, what is that? That's a deer. It got all it's the like way its down its throat. It's literally just its last two legs Ugh. hanging out. It looks like the snake is giving birth to the deer. Like it's, yeah, yes. it's not okay. Whatever it is, no. it's wrong. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay, jar. I go first every time. Okay. You have never done this, so Maggie gets to go I get first. To draw. Okay. And Sarah Jane, I did put a couple new questions in Yay. since the last time you were on. 
So, you want me to read it out? Yes. Okay, my ideal brunch spread includes... Mm. Mm, um, it would have to be some... Okay, it has to be a strata with like... Sausage and cheese and bread and the yummy eggs and mm. and uh, what's a strata like a morning casserole? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it sits overnight and then you bake it in the morning. It's wonderful. Oh, I love doing those. Sprinkle a little salsa on it. Really good. And probably some cranberry scones with some homemade lemon curd. And Yum. Maybe some fruit and of course coffee. Okay, aside from coffee and fruit, I've never had any of that. So when am I coming over for breakfast? <laughs> lemon curd in my fridge that I made for the kids every Thanksgiving. <laughs> I've never made lemon curd, and oh. I really want to. Okay, I have a great recipe I'll send along to you. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is the first time that like uh, that Kate has met her match in terms of like somebody describing a brunch spread. This is like where Kate lives. And usually she has people on here who are just like, oh, like scrambled eggs. But you're like a breakfast somewhere no one's ever heard before that you bake after leaving it out all night like like only kate thinks of brunch the day before i made i made quiche over the weekend and i'm still eating it mm. sounds delicious what i you love put in quiche it? uh sausage and cheese nice like i wish i liked cooked greens because mm-hmm. sausage white cheddar and spinach would be delicious mm-hmm. but yeah. i hate the texture of cooked greens mm. even kale yeah. Ew, can't no. do it. Okay. Mm. Do you, I have to eat it raw. Crust or crustless or crust? Mm, yum. Is it crustless? If it, is it a frittata? If it's crustless? Yes. Probably. Okay. Because mm. a frittata, you scrape, you like beat up all your eggs, and then you put it in a pan and you bake it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. it kind of puffs up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've so done, only done them on the stove. It's kind of a different texture. Mm-hmm. What's your problem with cooked kale? It's texture. I just like greens when they get cooked, they get kind of slimy, mm-hmm. and that's just like. Can't I can't do, I can't even do like sauteed spinach or any of that no. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. But <laughs> the one place I can tolerate cooked greens is in spinach artichoke dip. Huh. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's, you know. Because it's covered in cheese. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's just cream and cheese without yeah. cream cheese. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. Cheese is that friend who shows up with the other friend that you don't like that much. But Broccoli. Feel, yeah. Cheese shows up and makes it like. And makes enough jokes and sort of like helps you put up with the other person. <laughs> cheese is like the ultimate wingman. Yeah. That's awesome. For yucky vegetables. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's good because Kale is like the like the super judgmental person who comes over to your house and is like, oh, you don't recycle that? Like, that's what, right. like, Kale is just super judgmental. Like, you invite it into anything and it's like, um, you eat meat? Gross. Like, it's <laughs> everything you do. It just, cause so kale, kale is a vegan. Yeah, because kale, <laughs> because kale is permanently upset that you ever eat anything else besides kale. It's like, what, do you want to die at 25? It's like, no, I just want to taste other things that have taste. But kale doesn't put up with it. No. They even put cheese on kale now. They should. There, there's I need, the kale chips that have the powdered cheese on them, yeah. like you put on popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need it. I need cheese to come help out with that. It's an yeah. awkward social situation. Yeah. Does everybody answer the question? I think we've all talked about okay. it. Okay. William's next. These are so good, by Thank the way. You. These spiced nuts. Um, at the holidays, I'm always sipping on gin and juice. No, JK. Um, you know what I was thinking about? I'm, I'm really nuts about eggnog. I didn't think that I was. But I was at a friend's house this weekend, and he was home making eggnog. It's a different thing. I've never, it's a different thing, it, yeah. It's so, no. It was like, so I knew that I was in for like a real journey. When he yeah. pulls out a gallon of milk, and he emptied it into mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a saucepan. Mm-hmm. 
I was like, I've never done anything in my life that required a gallon of milk to do it. And and he, he pours it out and then, you know, crunches it up. And I'm watching this milk and he's sort of stirring it for like 30 minutes. And you're like, okay, hot chocolate. Uh-huh. But then you do something with eggs where you take half of the egg and it turn, and you put it in now and half of the egg goes into more. I don't understand it. But the point is... It's not what I buy at no. Publix. <laughs> it's not what um, you buy at Publix. It's so different. It's and delicious. Maybe I would like eggnog if I had homemade eggnog. Hmm. I feel like the Publix stuff, it's so good, but it's so incredibly rich mm-hmm. that I can only do like a juice glass size. I'm also lactose intolerant, so that's probably part of the problem. And I don't this drink. This is how you So fit. four <laughs> roses isn't going to help. No eggnog for you. I'm, I'm no, I mean, I'll do a hot toddy. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, resisting the I urge will, to be will... kale in this conversation. <laughs> Sarah Jane doesn't drink. You don't drink? You, you don't do lactose? What next? Gluten? No, yeah. I don't do that either. Thank you. I'll make you a hot toddy. Okay. Jeez. Oh, oh, that's funny. Sarah Jane lives on the dew of a single ginkgo leaf in the energy of the universe. <laughs> you want to know what I actually live on? This is really sad. My husband and I um, have a real problem where we don't keep logical groceries in the house we have like we talked about this in our episode yeah multiple boxes of cereal all different flavors of cheerios because they're gluten-free mm-hmm. and we eat them straight out of the box by hand and leftover halloween candy you know who else eats oh. cheerios without uh, straight out of the box children Horses. <laughs> <laughs> animals do that okay i have to ask you a question about your yeah. cheerio thing now have you ever had buttered cheerios yes i have not you're the only other person i know that's done it what? yay what is that it's better than popcorn. So you just take a hunk of butter, put it in a pan, let it melt, pour in as many Cheerios as seem good, and just let it heat up, and they get a little brown and toasty. And Like you would do for Chex Mix. Yes, except it's just, just butter Cheerios. and Cheerios. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. do that when I get home. It's so good. Is <laughs> I have butter? I have butter, yes. <laughs> and it's not ghee. It's just unsalted butter from Costco. Okay? My dad texted me this morning. My parents' cat has, like, an iron stomach. And she will eat, like, the most random things. And my dad texted me this morning and was like, Gypsy likes pow, pow, powerful Cheerios. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, okay. So what she are, eats. I'm like, still hooked up. Uh, yeah, what's up? What's up? Pow, pow, pow. Apparently, it was like a Cheerios commercial in, like, the 70s or 80s. Okay. So it just means Cheerios. Yes. Okay, uh, I thought it was okay. like you take butter, you saute it in a pan, you put in as many Cheerios yeah. as you can, Pour and then you cover it with chili oil. <laughs> yeah. Red pepper flakes, cayenne pepper. Yes. That would be good. It does. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to yeah. make some concoctions. I think yeah. the next time we podcast, we each should have to bring something potluck style. Yeah. And yes. Then, and then share the recipe on the website. Yes. I don't there think luck is the right word to describe anything <laughs> that I force any other human to eat after I made it. <laughs> Anna and I made some very good pasta last night. Not luck is what you would call what I did. (laughs) Um, But yes, I'm remembering that. After the new year, we are doing that. Yeah, yeah. Or a cook-off or something. We have to... A Cheerios cook-off. Oh, funny. (laughs) Okay. At the camp house. Okay. (laughs) We have to take over the kitchen. Right. So if you have really strict diets, you don't have a holiday sip thing, do you? Like, you don't have anything that you drink just for the holidays. Um, well, I cheat a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's my latest problem. Uh, You're like Usher with food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, oh, actually, I'm more like, uh, what was that? What is it? Shaggy? It wasn't me. Like, <laughs> like I saw you, I saw you eating candy in the laundry room. It wasn't me. Like, I saw you sneaking, uh, I saw you sneaking, uh, bread at Logan's. It wasn't me. Like, <laughs> this is, this is my entire life, but it's okay because my husband is the exact same way. So yeah. we're to the point where we cannot figure out who the bad influence is. My favorite thing is that you've decided to build a career by becoming Instagram famous so that now you will be seen everywhere. Like you'll be super recognizable every time you cheat. There'll be like 10 people and now they're going to come up to you just to hear you say. Well, I'm getting to that point with pumpkin spice because mm-hmm. I had a couple episodes mm-hmm. where I was just like, pumpkin spice is so overrated. And then when I was, and then you were craving you. it because you said it out loud. I, yes, that happened. Oh, and no. then in my last episode, I didn't think about it when we were recording what we were talking about, our favorite fall flavors. And he you said were. pumpkin spice. Uh-huh. And then when I was editing it, I was like, damn it, I said I like pumpkin spice. And like three episodes ago, I said I didn't. <laughs> so you had You're this, like, and now I'm a this, terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this ethical dilemma. Do you edit that out? Right. Or do you or do you have yeah, to like own up to it? Own it. I think own you it. just owned it real hard. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Just own it. Yeah. What about you? What do you what do you sip over the holidays? Uh, okay, so the only thing that would be different that I would have over the holidays from normal life, because I like chai, I like coffee, I like wine, I like old fashions and whiskey and coke. I mean, and I just drink that all year long. But <laughs> same. Maggie has a great life, people. A great life. But over the holidays, okay, do you guys did you ever have something called Russian tea? It's yes. Like I have mix in my you do. Are you guys twins? William like, and I are over here like. Where did Sorry. we grow up? What um, rock was that? Is that a, is that a kind of Kool-Aid? <laughs> yes, that's it. That's oh my it. gosh, you okay, have so a you jar? Have to smell it. It's um, basically tang and instant tea. And, and a bunch of spices. Spices. And, we oh, had it in Alaska. It? Oh, yeah. Okay. We and had it in Alaska, and we bought a cookbook that had the recipe in it. Yummy. And yeah. this is called Russian tea? Russian, I always grew up with it. It was Russian, Russian tea. Russian tea. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So my <laughs> You sniffed that for a long time, but you don't look very, happy. It's very strange. <laughs> but my sister oh. my sister's sister in law made me some and I actually just pulled it out of the cabinet two days ago to make some. Oh my gosh, that yeah. smells amazing. The citrus is super light from the tang. Mm-hmm. But you can smell like the nutmeg and stuff. It mm-hmm. smells like if you Holiday. it actually smells like what I put in my diffuser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's called Christmas spirit. Right. Like orange and frankincense. And, yes. with his, and then mm-hmm. I add orange to it. So mm-hmm. but like all the Pinteresty. Mm-hmm. Put this on your stove, and it's like cloves and a stick of cinnamon and water and an orange. orange. Yep. Yes, like that's what yes. it smells like. Yes. It smells delicious. That's it. that's it. So mine, again, this is a thing that you can make all year round. But my grandmother makes it every year for our Beecham family Christmas party. Cheer wine punch. Mm. Oh, what's in that? It's the easiest recipe ever mm-hmm. because it's not like. In ratios of like a cup or a third or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just like equal ratios, like one to one to one mm-hmm. of cheer wine, pineapple juice, and ginger ale. Yum. And you I just love pour cheer it, wine. You just pour it in a bowl, put some sherbet in it if you really want to, oh. and if you want to booze it up, vanilla vodka. Ooh. Huh. I've actually oh. never had cheer wine. Oh, you would love it. It's right up your alley. It's so good. Okay. It is. My neighbor keeps talking about it. Yeah. It's a North made. Carolina thing. Okay. It's she's in, from Charlotte, um, so maybe that's why Salisbury, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. When we lived in Pennsylvania, we obviously could not get Cheerwine above the Mason-Dixon line. So whenever <laughs> we went back to North Carolina for holidays or for whatever, we would literally bring back like three cases of Cheerwine and have to like ration it until our next visit. Mm, yeah. And then when I went to college, 
I found out that I could get cheer wine in my college town in southwest Virginia. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I can bring cheer wine. And we only have to get one case in North Carolina. That's awesome. That's awesome. And now I get it here. And I'm just like, oh, cheer wine. Mm -hmm. But cheer wine punch, delicious. Sounds really good. It does sound good. You next. Ooh, Jeremy. Well, you did blue and you did pink. So I'm going to go with orange. That means I have to draw green. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it yellow? Okay. I feel like I should not be the person talking about trends right now based on my outfit, but um, it's one trend that I hope will go away in 2019 is I'm probably going to do it myself for the rest of this uh, podcast just because it's not going to be on my brain. I wish that in 2019 we remove the word literally from conversation (laughs) (laughs) because no one uses it right. And so people will be like, I literally almost got hit by a car today. Mm. Um, you were on the corner. Like, the, the car was four miles from you. You know, like, it just, I'm very, very over that word. Hmm. Did you hear, well, the Oxford English Dictionary now has, among the accepted senses for the word literally, mm-hmm. one that means figuratively. It's in the dictionary now. Oh, dang it. I'm screwed. so i just actually and that's the thing that i want to see go away Um, so it's 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 the actually like from oscar martinez that's the thing that drives me crazy um it's sort of the like conversational equivalent of noticing someone trying to pass you in your rear view mirror you know and so you're like "Uh uh-uh actually yeah hmm i don't know i can't think of a trend that i would want to have go away i know what mine is okay do yours Using cauliflower as a substitute for carbohydrates. Anything. Oh. For anything. <laughs> cauliflower should be taken off the map completely. No. Okay. <sighs> Buffalo cauliflower tacos are so good. Okay, prove it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm I, have yet, <laughs> I have yet to eat a pizza that tasted no. like pizza that was made of cauliflower. No. I have yet to eat... Um, rice. Rice. Oh, <laughs> the texture of that. My dad was like, it's not rice. It's mashed potatoes. Change it in your mind. And I'm like... It still tastes like cauliflower, <laughs> yes. and I like cauliflower yes. raw. If yes. I can dip it in ranch dressing or even just pop it fresh, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But the second you cook it, it's sort of like cooking greens. I just I cannot. So it I like can I'm eating do greens. so I can do cauliflower rice as long as I do like half cauliflower rice, half regular rice. That's not yes. a thing. Yeah. Why not just eat rice? Yeah, I don't that. know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it feels healthier when you add the cauliflower just, to it. <laughs> okay, but serious question. Very serious, and we may have to Google this, but I feel like there's at least one expert at the table. Is there a legitimate nutritional value to cauliflower? Or is it like celery that it basically is a space holder so that you don't eat more <laughs> chocolate in your laundry room when nobody's looking? <laughs> I'm going to lean towards the latter. Hmm. Because yeah. it doesn't, like, broccoli, we know, has nutritional value. Mm-hmm. But cauliflower is, like, I don't know if there's a superhero villain that comes and sucks the life out of things. Yeah. Like, that's what's left. Like, it's cauliflower. like vampirized broccoli. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like, yes. I just, I just yeah. flash back to Sailor Moon. but yeah. <laughs> All I can say is nothing stops me from eating chocolate in my laundry room. Doesn't matter what I <laughs> eat or how much. Like, can I just clarify that our pantry is in our laundry room? So <laughs> I may also snack on chips, veggie straws, and which I just found out veggie straws are kosher. Well, good. Yeah, I just mm. found that out yesterday. Huh. Mm. For 
For all the Jews in the audience, there you go. There's probably more than you think. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to feed my father-in-law who's in town and is kosher. And I was like snacking and just like looking at him while I was shoveling veggie straws into my mouth. And he was eating, you know, vegetables. And um, and actually I had gone to the Chabad, which is like their temple, whatever, uh, the local rabbi's wife made him kosher chicken because otherwise you have to fly it in from Atlanta. Chattanooga, get on it. There are Jewish people here. Wait, so um, what makes chicken kosher? Yeah, or not kosher. So it can't it can't be a blemished animal and which means like if it was born with one leg or a broken wing or whatever, like can't be blemished. And then there's an actual way, like a humane way to kill it and bleed it out. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's really a lot of the kosher stuff goes back to how not to get sick in the Middle East when there's no refrigeration and stuff like not mixing your dairy and your, and your meats together and stuff like that. A lot of it is really health stuff. Hmm. Hmm. So it turns out the code basically 150% overlaps with the way hipsters eat though. It's like, like organic grass fed chicken that was never actually killed. Like that's kosher. (laughs) It's cool. I've actually really enjoyed learning about it. Um, Publix, I didn't know this. Publix, almost everything in the Publix brand line is kosher. Really? Yeah, that's great. Good to know. Yeah. Way to go, Lakeland, Florida, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just tell you, I did. I went on a retreat when I when I was a youth leader in high school. Um, We had a team building retreat to a ropes course in Lakeland, and. We, at, we were asking them, we're like, okay, well, we did the ropes course and we're hanging out at these people's beautiful home. And we're like, so what do y'all do? Because they had kids our age. What do you guys do for fun? And they're like, well, sometimes we have school dances. And when there's not school dances, we go down to the Publix Depot and watch them load the trucks. What? <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, legitimately, he's like, yeah, like the dads will bring beer and the moms will make some food and we'll go sit on the, on the like, basically like the seawall Around the depot, and everybody just hangs out and has a party and watches the Publix trucks get loaded. With kosher food. As a lifelong resident of Polk County, Florida, I feel the need to clarify. That this is I actually, thought you were from Texas. This is, actually, this is actually an elaborate code. That means the meth lab is three Thankfully, but, Polk County is really far from where I'm from in Florida. But if you don't, if you don't know that, then we didn't get arrested, right? Like, if, like it's, it's to keep the cops away, but... It, it's it's one of those things like the island of Tortuga. It's like if you know what it means, then you know where it is. Right. <laughs> Got it. Gotcha. Got it. I good, like the Pirates of the Caribbean reference. Yeah, yeah me that too. Was good. Did you answer? No, I still haven't come up with a trend. I'm so not thoughtful about it's worth, trend things. It's worth saying, because I want to echo Kate and say, actually just the entire trend of trying to substitute a healthy but gross food for something that tastes <laughs> delicious. I could get behind that. We did this for Lent a couple yeah, years ago, yeah. and and my wife, who is a living saint and an amazing human being, said, "Look, my husband is basically a seven year old when it comes to food." Wait, so I... does he eat macaroni and cheese, <laughs> and chicken, chicken fingers, fingers yeah. honey, honey, honey. exactly, all those things and only those things? And so she's like, "If I don't want him to starve during Lent, I'm gonna have to try to figure out a way to, to, to trick him into thinking that he's getting a cheeseburger." And so we tried like five different kinds of replacement cheeseburgers. That were made out of different things that aren't cheeseburger. You mean and like veggie burgers and turkey burgers, veggie burgers and stuff like that? No, like veggies, um, black beans, like black beans quinoa, yeah, yeah, all those no, things. No, no. So, just don't call it a burger. That's exactly. Right. Yes. So don't call it whatever it is. Yes. Just don't try and so, call it something else. So, and what happens is 
just like with every other little yeah. kid, you know, yeah. like if you have a three-year-old kid and you just, you have to spell out words because mm-hmm. if you don't, they'll fixate. Mm-hmm. If I hear the word cheeseburger, <laughs> nothing in the world matters <laughs> until I have eaten a cheeseburger. <laughs> and so if, if, if they had said, hey, this is a black bean patty sandwich, <laughs> I might have been, been okay, but they said cheeseburger. <laughs> and so that Lent, all I did was just get mad at people and cut people off in traffic and I shoplifted from stores. And I was... I was I was part of three criminal conspiracies. I helped get the president elected. I did all sorts of terrible things precisely because somebody gave me fake cheeseburgers. So I'm just saying this is a trend that is long past its sell by date. It's, it's been going for a long time to get rid of because it. when I was newly married, I couldn't cook at all and I got this cookbook and I was going to try these new things and one of them was vegetarian stroganoff. And I thought, okay, it's going to be healthy and it's vegetarian. It was lentils and yogurt. It was terrible. It was terrible. Stroganoff. (laughs) Creamy something or other. It was disgusting. And it's the same thing. If they had just called it lentils with something else, (laughs) we probably would have been okay with it. But but, uh, you had this idea of meaty and creamy and stroganoff that just did not live up to it. It's a rule. Just be flipping honest. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah. So can I go back to this fixation thing? Because I would love to know if Bruce has this problem too. Oh, God. Because Sam does it. I want to know if it's a man thing because I thought it was just, I just thought it was my man thing. Are three-year-olds and men the same thing? I mean, yes. Stay tuned. But no, thankfully. Um, No, because we will be in a restaurant somewhere eating completely different food, right? Maybe he's eating chicken and waffles and someone Mm. across the restaurant mentions tacos and he will (laughs) fixate on tacos for For days. days. (laughs) For days. Been there, done that. I this actually week. Same. feel like I do that. Okay. Okay. Well, because my thing is I'll, I'll, I'll get like the craving and I'll hold on to it until I get rid of the craving. But I don't hear, I don't have supersonic hearing about food. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the problem. You do. Yes. Well, you're, well, Kate is like our resident food expert. So. Yes. Yes. I hear ice cream and I'm just like, I need clumpies right now. Yes. Speaking of, yes. did you, did, did we have chocolate bar yet? They had it already. Yeah. Did you go? I did. Oh, good. I changed my plans so I could go. Good. Well, we talked about it, so I'm glad that they were listening. It's like, Grandma was in the hospital, but the hot chocolate bar was on. So we went. So. (laughs) And it was delicious. Yeah. I ran into Brian Bice and his family there. Oh, yeah? He got his daughters all sugared up with hot chocolate. That's good to know that. And then sent them to the the grandparents' house, right? I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Because the grandparents always do that in reverse. Yeah. So. They do that, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my turn to pick. What have we not green? Yep. Yep. We're very inclusive here. We don't see color. (laughs) (laughs) When do you put up your Christmas tree? Well, it's up right now. It's up right now. The rule in my family growing up was that my birthday is actually on Friday, but my birthday, like, always right after Thanksgiving, so it was like Kate's birthday, you can put the tree up. Mm -hmm. I've adapted because... 25 days is just, like, not enough time to enjoy a Christmas tree. Mm. So I put mine up (laughs) as soon as I get back from Thanksgiving travel. Mm. So, like, I got back last Friday. My tree was up on Saturday. Nice. Nice. And, I mean, like, I say that like it's a labor. It's like a four-foot tree that you just, like... It's so pretty. It's wonderful. Don't talk smack about your own tree. I love it. I love it. I love my little tree, and 
Maggie Cat also loves it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing to have a Christmas tree and a cat. Those two things, as, as the great St. Clark Griswold taught us, those things go together really well Completely. in all cases. Yeah. Completely. For the record, there is not a single ornament within two feet of the floor. <laughs> so either Maggie's been doing a lot of work or Kate learned early. Yeah. I learned early. <laughs> I've had cats my whole life, we know. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Do we want to do another round? Hold on. Trees. Oh, oh, trees. You, trees. Um, oh, yeah. My no, tree wow. is not up yet. My daughter wanted to go get it uh, while she was still here for Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving was so early this year, it just felt like it was too soon for mm. me to put it up. But I did put up the garland outside, and I did change the decorations on the table. So I did Christmas up the house. I just haven't put up the tree yet. Mm. I like it. <laughs> yes. So, Sarah Jane, how do, you guys, how do you guys negotiate the Christmas tree thing? Oh, well, because Sam was raised Jewish? Yeah, and also, like, whatever else. So, <laughs> well, newlyweds, this is our first Christmas together, um, married. My husband was raised Jewish, um, but we joke that he's Jewish because we go to church. <laughs> so, um, he's like, I'm not Jewish, I go to church. I'm like, that's, that's... what that Star of David tattoo on your sh- on your elbow and your side and the Hamza on your knee. Yeah, those are all, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so, we are going to have a tree, but up until... Um, and Maggie doesn't know this yet, but up until like 24 hours ago, we were going to buy a new house and we were supposed to close on the 21st of December and we have now, so I was not going to put up Christmas decorations just to move, but now we've decided that that is not the house that God has for us. No. Yep. So we walked away from the deal, which means that I have to figure out how to decorate. We did though. Um, we did discuss it yesterday and we have bistro lights all around our front porch. Perfect. So we have decided that Christmas time is done. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I used to, um, I had a big, beautiful house with like five bedrooms and a living room and a family room. And I had a tree in every room and I had enough Christmas, Christmas wreaths <laughs> that there was one on every single window and white lights around the edges of the yeah. windows and the roof and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then I just started, decided to start another company, which is the one that I have now. And, uh, last year I ended up with a beautiful, very thoughtful two foot fake tree that sits on your table from my husband, which he got the day after Christmas on sale (laughs) at Walgreens. Nice. Perfect. So, um, that is, that is my biggest tradition is the day after Christmas, I go to, I start at Walmart and then I go to Target and I buy all the wrapping paper, all the garland, all the trees, all the things. And then I don't have to shop next year. But when we moved here, we didn't Mm -hmm. get a big enough truck. Mm -hmm. And so we brought very little with us. So we have our two-foot tree, which I will pull out, and then that will be the end of Christmas decorating. (laughs) I think that is sufficient. They're going to put an ornament on the top that's going to bend over, just like Charlie Brown's tree. It's not even that tall. If it bent over, it would fall. Yeah. Like, it's literally, like, as tall as the microphone. But it was so thoughtful because Sam did not want to go the whole year without us having a tree and um and he even got like special ornaments because i have a i have a whole i love christmas i, I do lie. too so i have a tradition my mom started that i passed on as soon as i was old enough that um every year one gift for each person has an ornament on it as their name tag nice. and it has the year on it and stuff like that and so by the time i moved out i had enough ornaments for my own tree mm. and i didn't have to do like the mis- like they were meaningful and so now we do that instead of collecting shot glasses or something wherever we go um like we have a sea rock city and all that mm-hmm. and we just put the year on it and every time we pull them out we get to talk about 
you know, the memories that we made and That's all that really kind cute. of stuff. That's sweet. Yeah. We do ornaments as souvenirs, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love thing. it. Because then it's not out. You don't have, like, the tchotchke mm-hmm. right, hot mess, you know, all over the house all year long. But at Christmas time, <laughs> when you're reflecting on the year, it's a great, it's perfect, great mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You? Um, so, I, if I had my way... <laughs> My house would look like the store that Buddy decorates in it. <laughs> I mean, I would go kitsch, like, cotton candy puke level sweet if I could. But the problem is, that takes work. Yeah. And we don't have an elf that lives in our house to do work that. Work that we don't have time to do. Right. But what we do is, at some point in the next couple of weeks, we will put up a tree, and it will be decorated all in purple. Okay. Only because we'll so uh, in our house we mark the difference between Advent and Christmas. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we put up the tree and put all purple ornaments on it, mm-hmm. and then on Christmas Eve we'll pull like maybe eighty percent of the purple ornaments off and then add all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And here's where I'm gonna like blow some tiny minds. <laughs> um, Christmas doesn't end on Christmas Day. My mom thinks it does, and it's terrible because, like, then, like, she comes home and, like, it's Christmas evening, and, like, by 10 p.m. on December 25th, like, the tree is outside, everything is put away, and and we grew up under this kind of fascist regime. (laughs) So when I discovered that the 12 days of Christmas meant 12 days after, I was like, I was hooked. So our tree like stays up until at least January 6th. Mm-hmm. And sometimes okay. after, if we're lazy, which Generally, is often. That's when I take if mine we're down, lazy. So, I take mine down after the first weekend. I always liked the the idea that the tree goes up. You put it up as a family the weekend after Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. everybody's usually still together. Mm-hmm. Um, and make all those memories, put on the music and, and all that. And then take it down um, right after New Year's so that if you're still having holiday parties mm-hmm. and stuff, it's still all up. And, and But by the time New Year's comes, I think everyone's pretty holidayed out and they're looking forward to having, you know, burning that Christmas tree mm-hmm. and having the, the campfire and um, maybe eating some cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. everyone just feels like they gained 25 pounds and a lot of stress mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. I do feel like I gained 25 pounds, and I'm sad to see it go when it has to go. <laughs> Last year, we had a fight that nearly fractured the house, uh, and oh, I did. No. And and we're still struggling. I think part of the reason we've been reluctant to go get Christmas things is we did not entirely resolve this fight. Oh, no. And it is this. Very simple. Colored lights or white lights? Oh. Mm. White. White. So I always wanted colored <laughs> lights as a kid, but the older I've gotten, I've wanted white lights. I see this tree full of white lights. Mm-hmm. You? Colored! <laughs> I want so, colored lights that sing songs. I mean, like, we, it's just, it's one of those things, like, I get that, like, look how classy Kate's tree is over there. Beautiful. I mean, it looks like, like, multiply it by three times the size, and it could be in, like, the wealthiest yes. house on Lookout Mountain, no yeah. question. I grew up in a trailer park <laughs> with, we used strategically placed furniture in places so you didn't fall through the floor in that spot. And our thing was like, if we had had only white lights, you wouldn't have been able to see it through the clouds of cigarette smoke. <laughs> so like colored lights is how we thought about Christmas. And I get that it's kind of like low class, but I it's love not. it. No, it's not. One of my girlfriends, um, her when she first married her husband, they had the same fracture because she was very much that like 
Palm Beach, perfect tree, everything, you know, Lily Pulitzer ornaments and white lights and the whole nine yards, which is very much her style. And her husband was all about like, well, this is how my mom's always done it. And so in their house, they have the big size. Yeah, um, I love those. Colored. <laughs> right. They have, light bulbs. They have the big size colored Christmas lights. Yeah. But then they also have small size colored Christmas lights and small size, the twinkle, and then white lights mixed in. All on the same tree. All on the same tree. That's my favorite, yeah. That's my favorite tree. You gotta do yes. That. You gotta That's do my favorite tree ever. Okay, yeah. but serious fracture, angel or star on top? We always did angel. Angel. Angels scare the crap out of me. <laughs> so you want all the Christmas except for the part that is actually Christmas. Yeah, right. Okay. As we've, as we've long discussed this tonight, I am I'm on a, I'm I've got a war against Christmas actually. Um, but no, what happens is we had angels when we were kids. But like, so you're like sitting down and you're watching your favorite Christmas movie or whatever, and then you look up and there's this angel just glaring at you with like. That's the wrong angel. Well, I've never found an angel that wasn't I think that, that angel like has that. fallen. <laughs> yes. We never found the angel that didn't have fallen. Actually, now that I think about it, we had like a Star of David that we put mm-hmm. on top of our tree for a little bit when I was a kid. And then the part of the star that like held it onto the tree broke. So then we started putting it on top of our nativity scene. Mm-hmm. And then we got an angel. Mm. Mm. I have nothing on top of my tree. I noticed that. Last year, I had a really pretty, like, red, green, and gold plaid bow that I put on top. Yeah, Yeah, that's like I've seen those. Like, the most Kate thing ever. (laughs) Could you be more Southern? (laughs) Well, I could put a pineapple on top. Or a magnolia blossom. But I have have misplaced my bow. So I need something to put on top of my tree. Horrible. That is a crucial fracture, though. Yeah, we've, we've struggled over that also. Just um, all the lights. That's yeah. the way to solve it. The whole, I mean, <laughs> the whole Christmas tree thing is just so much energy and work, and then you have to fight, and then like you know, win or, <laughs> or surrender. Win. Right? Surrender. Wins. I don't think surrender happens in have your you house. When ever... you were talking about this like fascist government, I was like, oh, you grew up raising yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. It, it, yeah, that's true. <gasps> have you ever heard the song, the Christmas song, the Twelve Things at Christmas that are such a pain to me? No. You mentioned this the other day. You, that's how you start Christmas, that's right? That's how we start Christmas in our household. <laughs> we, we find it on the computer and blast it as loud as we can, and we all sing along. It is hilarious. Mm. <laughs> it's really funny. I highly recommend you go look it up. Okay, so you're you're gonna put that in the comments section of the podcast, right? So people, we need we're gonna need like a what do they call this? I should know because I've been. <laughs> Helping look over all of Sam's papers for school. What is it? The bibliography. bibliography? Yes. Oh God! Right. <laughs> right, but it cannot be an AMA or MLA or right. any Whatever of that, that stuff. Is. It did just literally needs to be a link. In grade school or high school or whatever, did y'all have to do annotated bibliography? Yep. Mm. Oh my gosh! I was an English major in college. I was too. Oh, what Those is wrong were... with us? Ugh. I just liked books. I just wanted to be a writer. <laughs> and here you are. Here you yes. Are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am here doing a are. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Done it. <laughs> I wanted to That's be a teacher, right. and I'm not teaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of are. Me too. You kind of are, in a way. Mm-hmm. I just sort of word vomit information on people and hope they absorb it. <laughs> That's what a lot of my teachers my, did. My entire life, I've always 
said, I am a wealth of useless information. <laughs> you know what I've discovered about being a wealth of useless information? Those are the best Jeopardy contestants. Oh, oh sure. Mm-hmm. Except I'm not good on the spot. The str- I'm, I don't have test anxiety. I feel like Alex Trebek <laughs> would look at me and be like, do you want to have a panic attack? And I'm like, what is a panic attack? <laughs> I can show you in 37 notes. Like, I just start losing my mind. So what are, what's the song about? So it's all about the, the things that are a pain about Christmas. And the funniest one is the lights. And so it's like, I can't remember what number it was. It is like, putting up the Christmas lights. And it just, it progresses or degresses into problems. And like, he argues with his wife in the middle of the song. Like, if you like it, you know, you do it. <laughs> it is really just the funniest thing. And there's this one about the kid. <laughs> and the mom is shopping. And later on the song, the kid is just like, Buy me something! I mean, it's, just, it's just the funniest What a great holiday this one is. We've done a really good job commemorating the birth of Jesus. I know. I know, right? Buy me something! <laughs> but I swear, this song is so funny that it just it brings me to tears. I laugh so hard when I listen to it. I'm going to have to listen to you that one because I have, I have a problem with Christmas because... Nine or ten years ago, some horrible, mean, destructive person created the song Christmas Shoes. Oh, oh seriously? No. Why? Yeah. Why? Yes. Why? And yeah. so, of course, you turn on, you know, Christian radio of any kind, and they're going to play it there. every hour on the yes. hour. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want people to survive Christmas? <laughs> yeah, like, Excuse me while I wrap this car around a telephone pole. Yeah. Right. For those of you who don't know, the song Christmas Shoes is about a young child who wants to buy shoes for his mother, but is so poor that he can't. And he's in the checkout line with... Oh my gosh. I'm, I can't even... Like, yep. It's terrible. It's yep. terrible. It's yeah. terrible. We should start a petition yeah. to take Christmas Shoes off and replace it with the 12 things that are realistic about Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so, and and you mentioned Christian radio, but it's Christmas, so all radio is Christian radio for a month, and it's, and it's like, and it's like there's seven people, seven songwriters in Nashville who every year are like, mother, I'm going to, I am going to outcry the world on all you fools, and so like, and there's like a contest, so you can write the most gut-wrenching song, like, so there's Christmas shoes, there's my grown-up Christmas list, Yes. it's it's like about... There's posters and yeah. vacuums and stuff? No, what it's like that. No, 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 no. Yes, you would think that it would be like, oh, these are the things adults need. No, my grown-up Christmas list is no more families torn apart. Yeah. And wars would never start. Oh, I've and heard time that would one. heal our hearts. Gut-wrenching. Oh, my gosh. Gut-wrenching. And, and, like, that guy won that year. And I just want to know, like, why the six other people who lost didn't just take that guy to the river and toss him in. Right. Just be like, we only have to do that seven years, and then we never hear one of these songs again. Right. (sighs) Yeah. I wish it was more like Hallmark movies. You know, where the Christmas song starts, and you're like, okay, so she's in the city, and she's with the wrong guy, but she's going to get sent back to her country hometown where she runs into her high school sweetheart, and then they kiss, even though she's got a boyfriend or fiance, because that's normal, and and then as soon as they kiss, they realize they're still in love, and the other guy shows up, but he's not going to last very long because she's changed, and then they get married at the end. Like, I I wish all Christmas songs were like that predictable. I watched, speaking of predictable Christmas movies, The Christmas Prince that was on Netflix yes, last yes, year. Yes. I watched it. I couldn't help it. Mm. I usually like talk so much smack about those movies, mm-hmm. but I watched The Christmas Prince 
three times. It's a great movie. It was it so cute. And they have a sequel. They it's coming sequel out November 30th. Oh, that's my birthday. I can wow. watch it on my birthday. Wow. So I watched it and I was like not ashamed at all. Yep. It was just one of those things. I was just like, I know like 10 minutes in, I was like, I can tell you exactly yep. what's going to happen in this mm-hmm. movie, but you can bet I watched that thing the from start whole... to finish. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. I think I watched it multiple times. And please don't misunderstand me, Hallmark, if you want to work together. Um, <laughs> I have seen every one of your Christmas movies. Uh, Candace Cameron Bure is one of my spirit animals. And Full house. Yeah. And she every, was on with the stars. Every Christmas movie um, on the channel. I love everything that they do. It's mm. just... I like it because I can turn my brain off because mm. I know exactly what's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, what setting is it this time? Are we at a farm or a ranch? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Christmas movie is the one with the Yule Log. A Speaking of predictable. No, no. The the thing where you turn on Netflix and you literally just like, you're burning in a fireplace for two hours. <laughs> That's predictable. That's, That's my kind of predictable. I had a delightful moment over Thanksgiving. We were actually had White Christmas on, the old movie, the musical. Mm-hmm. And my sister and her husband were there, and my kids were at our table, and we were all playing cards, and my sister was on the couch watching the movie. And all of a sudden, the movie starts with sisters, the, mm-hmm. and everybody in the household started singing it. I'm like, oh. that is just so much fun. That I of just, course in Maggie's <laughs> house, when they're watching, like they all stay, will bring out a spontaneous song. <laughs> I just love that my kids have when watched that movie long enough kids, to know the words. <laughs> when your kids go to bed, do they sing like so long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodbye? <laughs> no, I've not done that. To go with this pretty sign. Yeah. That is so, my favorite Christmas it, movie. That's a great I movie too. Mm-hmm. Of course, Maggie's it. perfect kids do that. <laughs> Uh, like you've right. met them, right? They really legitimately are. I have, perfect. I have, I've not only met them. I've, I've managed to cook up a vendetta against one of them. So it's got to um, be the Julia one. Tate. Uh, <laughs> it's the little one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did you do oh, that? Yeah. Don't break her, because I oh, need yeah. her. She watches our. I'm serious. She stayed at our house the entire time we were gone for Thanksgiving, and it was amazing. It looked like no one had stayed you there. You come back and everything's clean and like yes. put away. Like the only miss was we t- because you know she's in vet school, so it's like having a live-in vet and we're like this is amazing because we're in Florida we're too far to rush back if there was an emergency and so but the one thing we forgot to do was I was totally gonna pay her extra to clip the dog's nails (laughs) she totally would have I know I know Julia Tate come back soon please um I want to go on vacation (laughs) (laughs) well she clipped my cat's nails oh yeah she did she will would. she? She would. Oh, will mm-hmm. she? Well, Maggie's the only. We should just set up a little side job <laughs> yes. when she's in town for Christmas. Clippings. And like, yeah, just everybody pay her fifteen bucks. Yep. And yep. she'll just pop I'll around. Pay her in brownies. Yep. Kate's <laughs> <laughs> like fifteen bucks. These brownies are like fifty. <laughs> right. They really are. That's if they're right. Nougat Bell brownies, That's then right. they oh, yeah, they're be. totally worth it. They have yeah. To be. Man, yeah, yeah, I don't know. How, I don't even remember where it started. It's just it's one of those things like the Hatfields and the McCoys. At this point, it's been going on so long. She ditched like, you at dinner one night. That's what she did. She, <laughs> we went to dinner. Like we went to dinner with Bruce and Maggie, and like her cousin came yes. because she couldn't come. Like I met a cousin. You're like, excuse me, I have better things to do than hang yeah. out with William Glass. Can you is, stand in for me? Which I'll is clip your cat. Obviously nails. false, but yes. But and we had met before is the thing, mm-hmm. and we were like we were like buds. Mm-hmm. And then she's and then Maggie let slip that like she was supposed to come and last minute found something to do called like sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing that was actually No, like, she was at home, like right. washing her hair. Like I, I, Right. Yeah, I've heard this one before a few times. Right. So yeah, it's a it's a it's Kids, a little bit of a sore spot do. now. It's a little sore. It's okay. You can be mad at her because yeah. that just means more time for me. <laughs> 
because I adore her. Yes. <laughs> spontaneous song. Yeah, spontaneous song. It was awesome. I love it. <laughs> do you guys like the Christmas story? I mean, are you excited about watching it 12 times in a row? No. Now yes, we... we do every year. <laughs> do you? My family, literally, we watch 24 hours of a Christmas story for 24 hours. Wow. wow. You just leave it on and wow. you come and go as you please and stuff. Pretty much. That's so, the only way I've ever seen it. So I've you never see seen it like thing. one time through all the way, yes. but it's on yes. for 24 hours. Yeah. That's but do fine. you sit down and like all watch it and then you leave it on or you just put it on and somebody will sit on the couch for part of it and then somebody else pop in and sit for another We scene sit down or... and watch it together, like start to finish at least once. Mm-hmm. And then it's usually just like on in the background. Gotcha. If we're, if I don't hijack the playlist and put Christmas music on. Our, mm. our family movie is usually Elf. I can't really get my husband to sit down and watch White Christmas much. <laughs> I can't. You haven't seen Elf? No, I watch Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, Will okay. Ferrell's just not my thing. I've seen I've seen parts of both of these movies enough to reference them mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to Christmas movies, I like. What do we watch? Elf Man. has some sappy sweet in it. We, a- you know what it is? We're Ohio State fans. My dad went to Ohio State, played soccer for them. So we're Ohio State fans. So we watch the Rose Bowl Parade. Mm. That's our thing is like we we didn't even watch Thanksgiving this year, but we have never missed a Rose Bowl Parade ever. Because mm-hmm. usually we get to play. It's really bizarre that because my mom loves um, Hallmark Christmas movies mm-hmm. and also my mom wears sweaters like this. <laughs> <laughs> and also, your my, mom sounds also, awesome. Yeah. Also, my mom was a teenager in the eighties, so like, so like, Perfect. this was like her thing. So it's a little strange. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Very strange over here. Love it. My favorite Christmas movie is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Good. Oh, the claymation one. Yes. 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 Because my mom said that was playing in the hospital the night she went into labor with me. <laughs> wow. That's such a good story. That's a great story. So mm-hmm. I have it on DVD. Nice. And I have a Charlie Brown Christmas on DVD. And I cry to Charlie Brown Christmas every year. When Charlie Brown gets the tree and then he goes away and then everyone comes back and decorates it. Mm-hmm. And Aww. then they all sing together. I cry every year. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> the question is like, what six-year-old is out there who's got like the Gospel of Luke's account of the Christmas story memorized right. like Linus does? Yeah. Like, where's that kid? Yeah, but you know he's a savant. No, No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Is that, like, you mean in the, his whole thing is that? Yeah, he's the one that plays the piano, right? No, that's... that's Schroeder. Oh, Oh, I'm... Ignore me. That's my favorite scene in the, well, aside from the, like, singing Heart the Herald around the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. but my yeah. favorite scene in that movie is with Lucy trying to, like, hit on Schroeder as he's playing his little, like, sitting in the window <laughs> playing the piano. She's like, play Jingle Bells, play Jingle Bells, and he plays all these, like, different variations of it. She goes, no, I mean Jingle Bells, and he just goes, dirt, dirt, dirt. That's my favorite scene in the whole cute. movie. That's and then cute. she just goes, I've got it, and she, like, flips him over, and then she just, like, runs away, and I'm just like, Lucy, you bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> you just dumb down this man. That's wow. right. Wait, so which one's Linus? The smelly one with the blanket? No, no. Uh, no, that's the blanket. The blanket, yes. but with not the, the blanket. Smelly one. The yeah. smelly one with is pig pen. Pig pen. Pig pen. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. 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 Okay. I can we make a list? I'm gonna need a notepad because <laughs> I clearly have some Christmas catching up to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my fault though. We were talking about this before we started the podcast. We don't have cable anymore because we really don't, we won't watch a ton, ton of TV. And what we do is Netflix. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not seeing Christmas commercials. Mm-hmm. And I listen to podcasts or I, I'm usually on a business call when I'm in the car. So I'm not even hearing Christmas music. It does not feel like Christmas this year mm-hmm. at all, even though it's cold. Do you have Spotify? Yeah. Altered State has a great Spotify Christmas channel. 
But the thing is, I have to have time when other people aren't talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, yeah, that's you know, the very rare moment when I'm not talking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I actually have my Christmas playlist on my Spotify at work, and I found I am ten times more productive when I'm listening to Christmas music than anything else. Because mm. oh. it makes you joyful? I guess. I don't know what it is, but, like, I put on my Christmas playlist, and I'm like, all right, let's write everything. <laughs> all the things. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. My favorite is that Sarah Jane literally just like treated the world as if the main problem with the world is that other people are talking about <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so true story. My dad and I are the same person and we never stop talking. And then my father-in-law is also named Michael and we talk a lot. And so um, he was supposed to drive back from West Palm with us after Thanksgiving. And I literally said to Sam, I was like, should we get my dad too? And you and I should just wear headphones. Like we should just put them, like we talked about bringing multiple cars because we thought my parents might come up to look at this house or whatever. And I was like, so how do we work this? Like you, me and mom all drive in one and we put them in a car together or am I stuck there because I talk more than everyone or like what? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a problem. I just, it's decaf. I swear. (laughs) My my solution to this problem, which is not hasn't hasn't proven very widely popular, is to just make friends with only introverts. Like you have to do a little bit of work to figure out how to make those first few approaches okay. Like you have to. It's kind of like it's delicate. Yes. I'm an introvert. Oh yes, exactly. So so what you do is you just you sort of like it's kind of like when you're trying to get a horse to get used to you. You sort of you have to walk up and then pretend like you don't care. Mm. And then eventually, like, the introvert is like, who's this person being over here and not caring? Wait, you were, is this how you were when you were dating, too? Like, dating horses? You just um, walk up next to a horse and you're like, hey, hey. pretty lady. And no, then you, you have ignore to, her you have, to, all you have day. to simply not care. Yeah. No, okay. um, like, listen, if there's one thing that we know that no one in the world should take, it is dating advice from me. But, but this part I'm pretty good at because here's the, here's the payoff. And I think I'm, this is really just good advice for Sarah Jane and people like her. Make friends with introverts because they'll shut up and let you talk. It's like a dream come true. It's like they'll just sit there and you can just talk. And whereas like if you if you and I are together for three hours, both of us are going to be like, would you just shut up and let me talk? But like if you make friends with introverts, you'll, you're still going and still going. And they're just like, yeah. Yeah, and they love you for it. Because they don't have to talk. This explains so many of my friendships. <laughs> Like, they know to shut up and let you talk. You just get to kind of try out all your best stuff, and no one's judging. It's great. Mm-hmm. Introverts are their best friends. Do you ever tell yourself to shut up? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I have literally told myself, stop talking. Like, 14 to 17 times since we started recording. I'm like, oh. it's, it's not it's the Sarah true. Jane show. It's, it's the Nuga Bell show. This is about Kate. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is. It's. It, I mean, you know, it's delightful. It's delightful to have people around who like to talk. It is Yes, delightful. it is. Mm-hmm. And it's good for a podcast. It is. <laughs> um, Sarah Jane, I'm interested to know, unless Kate cuts me off, um, you have you you have recently started a company. Mm-hmm. The way I understood it is you started it exactly nine minutes ago. And, <laughs> 16. And 16 minutes ago. And yet, somehow, in the last 16 minutes, you're now, it is now a company in five cities or something like that is what I've heard. So could you give me the straight story on this and also, like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, well, we talked about it when I was on the podcast before, so I don't want to bore people. But um, I noticed that there I think that's a real danger with you. Yeah, it's boring people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I 
needed to make some friends here in Chattanooga and um, the four month honeymoon that I had with my husband was coming to an end. Not because we didn't want to keep honeymooning, but because we were starting to get, um, what is it? Um, not bored. The Restless? other B word. A uh, broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. If we could afford it, we would have happily, you know, stayed in our little love cocoon for as long as possible. But we figured after four months, maybe it was time to get back to adulting and pretending uh-huh. like we care about food. Um, which, if you follow me, you know that I have already made it impossible for anyone to eat or wear clothes in my house because I'm so tired of doing laundry and dishes, and there's only two of us. <laughs> All that and I don't care said, if I do anything. That's right. Oh. Right. All that being said, That's Sarah Jane hospitality. Really. <laughs> All that being said, um, I had made friends with enough people with influence, and they had graciously introduced me to enough business owners that I wanted to create an event that got influencers together to support local businesses and show off what makes the heart and soul of Chattanooga so amazing. Mm. And um, within like 16 minutes of having the idea. <laughs> Some other people got wind of it and said, we want to pay you to do this for um, the multiple cities that we're in. And that's all I'm going to say about that because I have a meeting with them coming up and I don't want to overspeak before I know what's going on. Uh-huh. Um, but so I, when, when they showed interest, I instantly went, oh crap, I just started another business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> funny how that keeps happening. Uh, so it is actually not a separate other business. Other people make other kinds of mistakes when they have too much to drink. Sarah Jane is like, I, I had Starting a couple business. beers, I woke up and I was a CEO again. <laughs> again. 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 <laughs> um, no, but I had I had legitimately said, okay, I, I guess we're we need to figure out how to monetize this, mm-hmm. and uh, sat down that night and talked to my husband, and within sixteen hours, no joke, like the next morning, I had written. 14 pages, not 16. Um, I only know because I actually copied the notes out of my phone into Word to see how many actual pages it was. Wow, but you I did it on your phone. You did it with your phone? I was, I was wide awake and Sam was already asleep and I didn't want to get out of the cozy bed. So I just sat on my phone in my notes and wrote 14 pages of a business plan. Were your thumbs I was like going to say like locked in. <laughs> Except the next day, it's like Popeye thumbs, right? Yeah. Like, they really should be huge. They didn't, they should be bigger. Because... Or like that episode of Friends where they play Pac-Man and they're like, the claw. <laughs> right. No, it's sad. Um, Apple has this new thing where it tells you how many notifications you've gotten in a day. Do you guys have any idea how many yours are? I don't check it very often. I don't oh. either. It would, it would super uh, get your phones me. out. Can we please play this game? This is my new favorite <laughs> okay. game. How do we if tell? you go to settings and then pull down and in the search bar, just say um, screen time. It should pop up with a little purple thingamajig settings where do i go settings and then pull down so you can search in the oh there it is in the search bar Mm -hmm. and it'll take a second to load sometimes you have to like pull it down what do i search screen time screen time and it's a little purple got it timer thing um i am an hour and 19 minutes below my usual average which is uh four and a half hours and two minutes on my phone this is depressing well i'm super sad right now and then you can actually look at it, if you click on your name, you can click on today and the last week. And it'll break down which apps you're using for how long and like if it was productivity, Ooh, social wow. networking. So two hours and one minute on Instagram today. This is really low for me because my father-in-law's in town and we sat at Jason's Deli for three hours and just talked. Mm. 
So I just turned mine on, so mine is like not accurate at all. So <laughs> tune in and again in a right. week, and I'll let you know. <laughs> this is super sad. Five hours, forty-two minutes today. Three hours and twenty-four minutes below average. That can't be right. Wow. <laughs> that can't be right. That's a lot. <laughs> That's not. I can't have that said on this. <laughs> People think I do things. Okay, so mine so today is three hours and thirty-four minutes. Okay. Which really isn't That's that bad. Reasonable. Um, if you click on your name, you can see today, and then next to today, you can do last seven days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm down 28% Whoa. from last week with four hours and 58 minutes a day on my phone. But the fun one is 14 hours and 42 minutes on Instagram. Wowie. And I pick up my phone. Today it was 122 times a day. Okay, where's that? Oh, yeah. If see. you scroll I down, mm-hmm. my total pickups for the week is 856 times I picked up my phone. <gasps> and I, I got 904. Yes, right? <laughs> and I have 1,527 notifications yeah. in a week. Yeah. I've got a problem. This I have pretty. 1,495 notifications. How many are in, on Instagram? Uh, 524. Okay, I'm 668. Mm-hmm. But I have 500. So on Instagram, I feel like, okay, that's reasonable because mm-hmm. people are commenting back mm-hmm. and forth. But I have 596 text messages. Wow. That's a lot. What is with my life? Yeah. Like, no wonder my thumbs aren't huge. Wow, this, <laughs> got, really, this got really depressing. What is, <laughs> what is yours? Uh, pickups this week, 1,337. Notifications, 2,605. Wow. In the last wow. week. Um, around 280-something a day. The majority of which are on Instagram. And then after that, text What's your messages. Instagram? Uh, it is, like, 245. That's sad. Um, we've all got problems, people. Well, but what's really cool is if you look at um, yeah. if you look at your week. Hold on, I, have, I need a drink. Where's the four roses? Right. What What I like though is if you look at your weekly total, mm-hmm. uh, which is under screen time, where it breaks down the last seven days. So just this week, I'm at 34 hours and 54 minutes. Typically, typically on a not holiday weekend. Mine is over 60 hours a day wow. on my phone. And that... I'm sorry. How does what? that work? No, no. I'm sorry. No, you, a you week. Don't a week. I don't <laughs> No, I don't matter. Um, 60 hours a week. and But to me, that sounds... To most people, my mom's like, that's horrible. Until I remind her that I do most of my business on my on phone. phone. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I have a 60-hour work week. Yeah. I remember, I remember having that excuse. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> You're <right>. <laughs> Your dissertation. I used, I used to have a real excuse for that sort of thing. Yeah, when I worked on my phone. And now I apparently don't work. I, I, I don't know. Quite sad. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to hear what yours is, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll follow up in a week or so. Okay, once cool. this has had time to yeah. catch up Check to along. all my Instagramming. I have five Instagram accounts on my phone. Right. So my Instagram's going to be whack. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So I have a I have a shout out for you Sarah Jane. Have you ever heard of Brittany Hoffman? I have. Okay. Do you already follow her and everything? Well, I do, but the reason is because you told me to. <laughs> yes, well, um, a wise person once suggested uh, that Brittany Hoffman was worth following on everything. Um, she uh, used to work at the same place Kate works, but uh, on on Gary's personal brand team, and understands like influence about as well as a human being ever has. Right. Um, and has I, I just like it's quite interesting because she has. Uh, 
she has uh, an Instagram that is like it's basically bikini pictures, but like then you hear her speak and you're like, you are a genius. Mm-hmm. And I like the first episode of her podcast from then till now. I mean, I don't listen to every episode anymore, just not time, but like I've never heard a podcast. I've only heard podcasts as informative and as helpful. I've never heard anything more informative mm, or helpful. Wow. Interesting. Um, including Gary's, which is like, like I've been a, I mean, I've been a Gary fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think she's, she's got as much going on on that podcast as him. That's um, awesome. And it's also like, she's interviewing people that like he wouldn't have time for, but are kind of like, you know, it, there's a, there's a kind of unusefulness to listening to somebody tell you how they made it on Instagram five years ago mm-hmm. right. or someone mm-hmm. like Gary who brought an enormous audience onto the platform mm-hmm. within days. And, right. and not that he hasn't like worked his tail off and the, getting from 1 million to 4 million, no matter what anybody says is oh, impossible. Yeah. But I'm trying it's to get another, to 4,000. Right, but it's, <laughs> but, like, but it's it's just the case that like getting him getting to a million is going to be easier than you getting to 10,000. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Britney's got a lot of people on the show who are like at that era, that stage, right. who are just super helpful. Cool. Yeah. Well, and I love that too because I'm I'm very intentionally trying to make a shift with the influencers that are in my agency and in in the um, the focus group that I'm working with that it's very much less about the number of followers that you have and more about your actual engagement because anybody can say I'm not going to buy a pair of sneakers because Michael Jordan has them I'm going to buy them because I like them and I'll tell people oh yeah remember that commercial Michael Jordan was in but I don't buy things because a celebrity tells me to I buy things because Maggie because Kate, Kate tells Kate me to <laughs> <laughs> yes. like yes. yes I wasn't joking when I said I thought this whole thing was going to be us talking about who we met how, where we went and what we ate because of Maggie, Maggie Tate. Tate. Yeah. but she has more influence in I think all three of our lives than necessarily someone like Gary Vee does even though he's extremely impactful and has great knowledge when it comes down to where to eat in Chattanooga or what to do to feel better about yourself or become a better person, you go to someone like Maggie Tate that's close to you, that you have a relationship with, that you can actually do life beside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maggie and Kate tell me where to eat. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, Gary Vee is all is the one who gives me the money to eat there yes. now. Right. So, right. As really it is, important. As it is quite important in our lives. Yeah. But that's pretty rare. That's uh, funny. Yeah, no. But there's a place for both. Like like we have our Gary V's and we have our people who are have those hundred thousand plus followers that yes, tell me what toothpaste to use. Mm. But I want to know I about. I want to see Gary V behind a toothpaste. So imagine, well, he's got sneakers. Why? What? Yeah, but if, like his own sneakers, right? Can you right. imagine him Swiss. coming up with a yeah, toothpaste? Right? Can you imagine yes. a Gary V toothpaste? Yes. Like, oh my gosh! Yes. This smile brought to you by Crest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's so funny. But, no, I'm a big Gary V fan. I like to to reference him. Like he's like the Ryan Seacrest of what we do. Like he's got his hand in everything, and he is he is everywhere. And that's because people believe in what he's saying mm-hmm. and what he's doing. And mm-hmm. he's right. I mean, he's he's a smart dude. Yeah. He's just so busy. I don't know yeah. how he does it. When does he sleep? Not. No, I don't know. Maybe he sleeps in one of those, like, stand-up pods like the... <laughs> <laughs> what Gary does is he plugs in and charges. More than sleep. <laughs> like an electric grandma. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yes. Kate, we completely hijacked your show. <laughs> right. So about the jar that is still full of questions. Yes. Chattanooga's great. <laughs> we love it. 
Um, we're no, all happy to be here from well, the other places. Yeah, but we, I mean, it's actually, it's funny. I mean, a huge part of why we're in Chattanooga, actually, at least for Anna and me, was Gary. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we were looking at different places to move. We interviewed Atlanta. We, we came here and visited my friend Donnie, who was on an episode of this show with me. Episode now. 10. Episode 10. Sorry. Check, check it out. 20 episodes ago. Yes. Episode 10. <laughs> Not long ago, but 20 episodes. Yeah. Um, so, Donnie, we came to visit Donnie, and, but a huge part of why we decided to come here is because we realized that Gary was investing in Chattanooga. Right. And, uh, and he's sort of, you know, he's like the, he's a kind of a Nostradamus type figure. So we right. were like, well, uh, if he thinks it's important, it must be quite important. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that plus, you know, it's gorgeous here mm-hmm. and Kate was here. Um, <laughs> Perfect. we didn't, we came and visited Miss Kate by like, um, a like day or, a so. day or something. Oh, no. But then when we moved here, no, we went back home and we told Kate, Kate, we're moving to Chattanooga. And Kate's like, people don't do the thing you just said. Uh, I'm not sure if you're catfishing me. Like, are you a real person? I could, I could probably pull up that Twitter exchange right now. And, and so we came back. And I think we moved here on a Friday. And the next morning, Kate met us at Mean Mug. And I was That's like, Chattanooga so is, is a really special place. Yeah, it yeah. so you, is. Because we couldn't do that in, a, in three years in Dallas. We couldn't get that kind of, like, exposure. Uh-huh. Um you know, we, we, for three years, we discovered that basically, um, like Dallas's social scene was built by people who've been there their whole lives and knew each other and knew their families right. and everything was about mm-hmm. what Dallas high school you went to. And like, we just, in three years, we never mm-hmm. broke through that. We came mm-hmm. here in Chattanooga and within months we were home. Right. Yeah. Uh, That's how we feel. Amazing. Yeah. We haven't even been here a year and we feel like this is where we should have been all along. And obviously we needed all of our time in Palm Beach County and we love everyone there, but just going back for Thanksgiving, we, we drove down and then we stayed um, at my parents the first night because we just had to quit driving. And then we went down to stay with his grandparents in North Miami Beach. <laughs> Sorry. I was legitimately texting um, Nicole, my, my husband's cousin who lives in Atlanta, uh-huh. who grew up in Aventura uh-huh. and saying... How in God's name did you get out of here? <laughs> what? I, I, I honestly, I think I might have offended her because I went so like, I was shaking. I was, we almost got ran over multiple times. Yeah. No one can drive there. Yeah, and yeah, so terrible. my husband always drives and grandma sits in the front and grandpa and I are in the back and grandpa can't hear. And so <laughs> grandma's giving Sam directions that he already knows because his only job is to get us home without wrecking the car. Uh-huh. Right. And so he's been driving down there forever. He knows where things are. So she's giving him directions and grandpa can't hear her giving directions. So he's giving directions, but they're not the same directions. <laughs> right. And then Sam already How had an idea. Yes. Right. And I'm yes. literally hiding in the back of the car, like looking around, like doing that thing. You know, when you drive in a uh, parking garage and you duck, like it's going to change <laughs> yeah. where the car is. Right. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. This is what I'm doing. Cars go by and I'm like, swoosh. I slide over to the other side of the car and somebody pulls up too close behind us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the front seat. Like I was literally using my body to try and navigate my way around Aventura the whole time going, I don't want to die, but killing myself seems reasonable. <laughs> I don't want to die, but I can't live here. Uh, yeah. So the whole time we were home, we were very happy to see everyone, but we, within 12 hours, looked at each other and said, can we go home now? <laughs> like, Chattanooga is home. This is where we want to be, and we just want everyone to come here. Yeah. The only place I go to since I've been living here that, like, I'm not like, ready to leave within an hour of getting there is when I go home to North Carolina. Mm. But, like, when I go down to Atlanta, 
when mm. I go to Nashville. I try, I try not to go to Nashville unless I absolutely have to because I have a love-hate, well, not even a love-hate relationship. I have a hate-hate relationship <laughs> with Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I get to Nashville and, like, within 30 minutes, I'm like, why am I here? Yeah. I've never been. And when we lived in Palm Beach County, all I wanted to do, I was supposed to have my bachelorette party there. Really? I just really wanted to go and experience it and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. then now that we live here where the pace is slower, yeah. I'm I'm like, eh. Yeah. Well, well, I'll put on, I'll, I'll watch Nashville. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville is fun if you like country music literally everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So I love country music. And expensive drinks. I hate being around drunk people. Yeah, Chattanooga is great because... You can have it. I can go somewhere and have a drink and not have a woman my mom's age try to come on to me. That's a pretty great thing about Chattanooga. It yes. turns out, I'm, I quite like that. Um, and you can go somewhere without like a bachelorette party on every corner. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's wow. like cute. I feel like it's got to be like like Tennessee's version of Key West, which we only go to Key West. We don't stay in Key West. We stay in like any of the other. Yeah. 500 little dots that you can stay in and we go to Key West for the day yeah. to get Kino flip-flops to eat at Hog's Breath and you know to slide over to Sloppy Joe's and then turn around and go back yeah and also Nashville is full of people from above the Mason-Dixon line who are like I live in Nashville I'm so southern now and I'm just like pitch please you are right. not no. <laughs> no so true it's like you know this is not something you can just buy your way into alright people no buying a cowboy hat and boots does not make you southern yes. please stop yeah. Can I just tell you? If your grandfather doesn't say things every Thanksgiving that you are embarrassed to know that a member of your family said, you ain't from the South. My, my favorite thing, though, is every you can always spot a fake Southern girl because she's dressed like Daisy Duke. Yes. Oh the my shortest shorts you've seen in your life, a t-shirt that says, whiskey tastes better in the South, and boots that have the pointiest toes that you've ever seen. And we, in Florida, we call those shit kickers. Like, those are... Those are not actual boots. We do, boots. in fact, call those that. <laughs> right. Do. Those are not boots. Your boots should have a round toe or a square toe. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Because if you have pointy toe boots, you cannot put your foot... You can't get on a saddle. Nope. Like, you can't. You are just going to stab. It's like reverse <laughs> spurs. It's true. It's bad. It's true. Texas so Maggie's only, over here is like, what do y'all know is? about saddles, fool? <laughs> so, so we... we <laughs> The real southern people in Florida call those concrete cowboys or Kmart cowboys. Mm. You can always tell because the regular jeans that you get from Kmart have a different tag than Mm. the ones that you get from, like, the feed store. Mm. Is it the same in Texas? The, like, the Latin people, the Latin influence, they tend to wear, like, the shit kickers and the the one kind of wrangler. And then the, because that's how it is with us. You know, I, we did, okay, so my experience with that one in Texas would be, the ag program at the high school because my daughter raised goats and she had to steer her senior year. We did all of the animal stuff. And right. so the stuff that we wore was functional, right? Exactly. You know, it, it's, um, I did have to buy myself a pair of like blingy jeans when we went to the Houston rodeo. Julie's like, mom, I have a steer. You're the mother of a person who has a steer. You need to dress apart, lady. Wow. So basically, she turned, like you here. she turned you into the pageant kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steers and sequins instead of toddlers and tiaras. Stop trying to live vicariously through your mother. (laughs) It's your own life. (laughs) So we all had to do it. It was really funny. It was really funny. But the first year she had it, we didn't know what we were doing with the animal stuff. And the whole school was kind of the new bit of the program. And we went to one of the big livestock shows in San Antonio. And we thought, 
oh, this was a mistake. We really look like we don't belong here. So next year, we're totally bringing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah. we redid so that we, uh, but made, I love we that. look like we were part of the I program. I so badly want to see Bruce in rodeo gear. <laughs> no, no, he never wore it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Bruce in sparkly jeans. Yes. I would pay so much money for that. Yeah. <laughs> he never partook in the, uh, the rodeo hmm. stuff. So. Uh, so coming from a, a town as cool as Austin, mm-hmm. um, we you've talked a lot about the things you love about Chattanooga. What do you miss? What do I miss about I Austin? I know. I know. What? Or you Breakfast just... tacos. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Breakfast tacos. Yes and amen. Breakfast tacos. I really do miss the breakfast tacos there. No, Camp House has really good breakfast tacos. They do. They do have very good I breakfast tacos. I have had tacos. them. They yes. are delicious. They are delicious. Are they not seasonal? I thought they were a, a no. limited time thing. No, no they're, they're still there. there. So my favorite ones are the carnitas breakfast tacos. But they're not quite the same as the mm-hmm. Tacos. No, no, right. definitely yeah. not. No, yeah. most definitely not. Yeah. Uh. But what I did think here, you know, because when you move someplace new, you run into trouble if you come at it with thinking, I want to, I want to find all the things that I loved about this other place I live. I want to find all those same things right. in the new place, right? Um, Biggest mistake you can make. Yeah, yeah. totally. And anywhere. So, anywhere. When we came from Dallas, I was like, "Where is the traffic jams? Where is the <laughs> where is the 115 degree days?" Right. And I didn't find any of them. So it, it was, was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave up looking for Texas style breakfast tacos, and I make them at home. <laughs> That's yes. one way to do it. Yeah. Can we put that on the list for brunch with the scones and yes. the lemon curd, whatever that yes. is? And uh, yeah. I had yeah. Texas Ooh. breakfast tacos. I had bacon jam. In my, yes. in my cabinet. I have some, too. Of course. <laughs> I think I know what that is. That actually stopped like getting jam, interesting. It's, it's like, yeah. it's just, yeah, no, no. Kate says yes. You, yeah, yes. you also yes. have it. Yes. You and Anna got my first batch of bacon jam. Oh, my gosh. Did we, it you made last, it? Yeah, it lasted Oh, no, I don't have, minutes. like, homemade bacon jam. I need that. I have bacon jam from Main Street Meat. Okay. You will all have green pepper jelly if I can get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> That's also delicious. This is, yes. this is my first year that my mom and I are not going to make... Um, green pepper jelly and try and burn down the kitchen mm. and like my whole life poor kitchen yeah i'm like can you just come up because we have to we have to do, do it. it yeah speaking it. of pepper jelly do you do the like pepper jelly over cream cheese yes, yes. on ritz crackers yes mm. yep. oh mm-hmm. so good so yep good. i feel and so bad so for people who make. don't do that it's so oh my gosh last year we made so much that um we caught my kitchen on fire twice Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because the problem is, once you put the pectin in, you have to turn the, the temperature yep. off before you put the pectin in because that's the part that makes it jelly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it is not super heat. It's very heat sensitive. And so the second it hits the super hot jalapeno and green pepper goo that you've made in the blender and the four cups of sugar that go into it, it like spontaneously combusts and overflows. And then your whole stove is is burning caramelized fire and i've made that mistake and it's got lots of jalapeno peppers in it so you basically just made hot steaming smoking pepper spray yes yes so so the videos from last year i will put them on my highlights since nobody will see it this year i will put them on my highlights from last year's instagram but there's literally like multiple boomerangs of like yeah <laughs> and then us just like Seriously. looking, looking yeah. like we just had yeah. a run in with the police, exactly. and our, yeah. we're just like yeah. crying yeah. and red eyes, yeah. Yeah. and Seriously. the dogs run away. 
Do you eat it after you spend all that time making oh, it? Or yeah, do you I ever get it. to the point where Still you're like, good? I spent no. too much time? Mm. Uh, so we don't, it's so hot and it mm-hmm. needs to cool and it takes like overnight to cool. Mm-hmm. So by then you're not smelling it and seeing it and stuff mm-hmm. anymore. You haven't nibbled on it. It's not mm-hmm. like when you're making dinner and you can snack on it. Mm-hmm. These pecans though are another tradition that we do. Um, but we, ours aren't the, so yours are like the cinnamon and sugar and stuff mm-hmm. is loose. We do ours on a baking pan and they can only go in for like legitimately I think it's like three minutes yeah and then you toss them and three more Mm -hmm. minutes but it becomes caramelized and crispy on the outside with cinnamon and sugar and then I put a little cayenne pepper in mine my mom Mm. doesn't do that but just to give it a little bite Mm -hmm. and so those are become a problem and true story um not all of us have grandfathers with pecan trees so we go to costco (laughs) where it is 13 dollars for a tiny bag of pecans and then you eat them all and realize you have nothing to give as gifts (laughs) so the jars Uh, have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller over the years thumb jars now i think my mom has like 10 pounds of pecans in her freezer oh my word and i hate myself for not like i don't know if you should be i will buy it from her somebody's gonna rob your mom yeah (laughs) we have a pecan tree in our front yard but i don't know what to do like Hmm. have you ever had the nutcracker that's like we had one one time that was uh probably about two feet long and it's a piece of wood and it's it's like cannon attached to a rubber band and you smack it back and you let it go and it (laughs) does this i've seen those (laughs) i've never had one but i've seen them yeah they're so much fun so much fun but sometimes like a little too aggressive with a nut and it like pulverizes it rather Mm. than just cracking the shell Mm. Mm. There's a lady in my grandparents' town. So my parents live about half an hour down the road from where my mom grew up and where my grandparents still live. There's a lady in their town, my grandpa was telling us about it when we were home at Thanksgiving, who will shell, I think it's a pound, yeah, 65 cents per pound. That's (gasps) it? That's it. Oh. Wow. Wow. How do we get in touch with this person? Because if I could have, like, legitimate, not that the other ones are, like, they don't have like a fishery of, <laughs> of pecans this where they're is growing it's like a corporate pecan farm where the pecans aren't even treated well. Right, it's not like that. I mean, we're not we're not talking about you know like sushi or anything like that right now. But but to have to be able to say like these are local pecans mm-hmm. and or like I know the person who shelled these. He doesn't have any North fingers. But. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very cool. Well, I hate to do this, but my computer's fixing to die. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's time. Yes, we are going to close out. It has been wonderful. This will officially be my longest podcast ever, and I'm so excited to edit two hours of audio. (laughs) Just don't edit it. (laughs) I have to do a little bit. But anyway... Where can, and I did that WH just I love it. I love it. Where can everyone follow all y'all on the internet? Everybody's looking at me weird. Um, <laughs> so I am on Instagram at legit Sarah Jane. All of my handles are legit Sarah Jane, but it's S A R A J A N E. And then my website is sarahjanegates.com. Uh, you can find me at the camp house on Instagram. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me at Tate dot, or Tate Maggie at Instagram. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And, and one should. One should. Um, <laughs> You're interested in that. Yes. I you am. Big fan. You totally should be. Maggie yeah. has a beautiful dog that she posts a lot of pictures of. I do. Yes. Yeah. My sweet old girl. Yeah. Uh, I'm William O. Glass on everything. 
And I'm Hello Kate Robertson and the Nuga Bell, and I will plug all of this in the show notes. <laughs> oh yeah, and Sipsy Chat if you want to find out what's going on in town or be a part of our influencer agency. Yes, and Sipsy City is the big one. Yeah, so Sipsy City is sort of the franchise of because it's the culmination of what I do. I'm a networking communication expert focused on startups. Mm-hmm. So it's really just taking my startups to the next level and hooking them up with the right influencers to support their businesses. And so Sipsy City is the part of our business where we create dynamic influencer-focused events to support local big businesses in big cities. And that's sort of the franchise. Sipsy Chat is with two Ts for Chattanooga. And then there will be a Sipsy Nash and a Sipsy ATL and all those once we hopefully grow in the next couple weeks. Awesome. Excellent. This has been so much fun, y'all. Thank you, Kate. Thank you we're going, so much. We're going to do this again and have a Cheerios tasting. Yes! <laughs> I already know what I'm going to make. I do, too. Yes. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Nuka Bell Podcast, and I'll catch you on the next one.